went to a, 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 a model train show. It was a lot of fun. We did. We did go we did to a model yesterday. train show. Yeah. Sh- shout out part of the show, Jess Bennett, for alerting us. To oh, the, fuck yeah. To the importance. The, the, this important news. We went, I, it was very cool. It was so many old men. Yeah. Just like, it, I think the population was like 85% old white man. Yeah. Nice. And they were vibing. Like they 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 were in their every single one of those uh those dudes were in their element well, the, in the zone. The one guy said, "This isn't a museum, you know. This stuff's for sale." Like, <laughs> like, sorry, I don't have a hundred and twenty five bucks to drop on like a, a mint condition, <laughs> mint condition like you know, like super chief uh you know, uh uh. uh engine yeah, yeah the, one, like, the one thing i learned is that model trains is a fucking expensive hobby it's so expensive holy yeah, shit I can imagine it. I and every single one of these dudes knew what they had like their pricing for for the market they, they knew what they wanted i don't know it was looking pretty fucking full so <laughs> like, I wonder if, we, we arrived late in the day i wonder if like 3d printing technology is is coming into vogue in the model train world maybe maybe didn't, it didn't look like it democratize <laughs> the pricing a little bit i mean you would still need like all the metal uh like stuff that makes it go yeah and, and actually i think where a lot of the price comes from is um the detailing of like the paint job Oh yeah, is it's like it, the 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 thing that is uh, impressive is the detail to which it looks like the actual thing. Yeah, like the rivets and the yeah, you know yeah. little like thing above the window that looks like yeah. stained I, glass kind yeah. of. Yeah, it doesn't feel like anything uh, that creates that price comes from the actual manufacturing of like the the thing. Like, well, I think I, I the think age and all... authenticity of it yeah. seems you know. I think there's a certain level of, of artistry that goes into the painting of it that is probably where a lot of the price yeah, it's, comes it's, from. It's all in the details. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, the mechanics on some of those things are pretty sophisticated. Yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, the, the thing that uh, um, I, I remember when, you know, at the, 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 the age-appropriate age at which I had a lot of model trains, which, okay. was, like, which, 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 is, like, which is like, you know, a year ago. Um, I, I, uh, I think yeah. I think you got another couple of decades. Yeah, for it right. To be yeah, age yeah. Appropriate. Yeah, no. I, um, no. When I, when I was a kid, I had an HO um, uh, model, a scale like um, train set, a couple of them, and um, I remember on the back of you know you'd get a, a a model train engine on the back. It would it would give you uh, tips on how to age the train. Oh, with, with like so you, so you take a. Like uh, like paint in a wine cellar. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, no. There's like different sorts of paints. A lot of like airbrush techniques to like put on like soot, basically, on the train to make it look like it is like a working locomotive. Because when you get it, it, it's just brand new and it looks very shiny. And uh, for a lot of people, you want your train to look like it's been, you know, working for decades so you know like all the little like soot marks and stuff there was like the that. one that had the graffiti on it yeah that was very cool that's a big one there's a there's a huge tiktok lane for that like like a wild style tiny wild style graffiti yeah. on on box cars oh fuck yeah. it's like a huge huge tiktok that's very cool yeah i asked david at one point like how do these people afford this hobby and he and he just looked at me and he was like 
mid-century pensions. <laughs> just mid-century pensions. You don't even want to think about how much public money it is literally has gone to, gone to model it is, trains. It is literally wealth dis- redistribution yeah. from like our generation up to the model train industry. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, our, our inability to get raises at work is funding these old men's it, it, hobbies. Yeah, or, it, I think that it's like mob money, right? It's like Bobby Bacala like in, in his, <laughs> like with his cute little hat in the garage but, but think of all like <laughs> the, the the young upstarts that are doing like micro graffiti and like you know getting like 200 yeah. quid yeah a pop yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool it was the, fun, though. I, I should say the i i want to go out the way bobby did like shot to death in a in a model train store <laughs> who bobby, bobby bacala from, from the sopranos, sopranos. oh i yeah <laughs> i'm showing real, my real heads will know yeah, yeah real heads will know. know yeah no, that's a great. You know, he, he went out doing what he loved. Uh, the uh, model trains. <laughs> the train worship um, uh, subthread of the um, the Discord uh, has gotten oh, me. Yeah. Thank you for for all your posts. Uh, got me on. Moderation's a, uh, gotten a little lax there. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> the only thing you're supposed to be allowed to say is choo choo. Choo choo. Right, yeah. uh, but uh, the uh, the Francis uh, never Bourgeois. should let anarchists in that. <laughs> <laughs> but the Francis Bourgeois uh, TikTok. Where he, he the the dude who's got like the wide wide set eyes, oh, okay, and like the yeah. mile wide grin, uh-huh. and he like has well, like, that's GoPro just the camera like... angle. His face looks normal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's. He's got like a very Emma yeah. Stone face. He's yeah. shown you know? his face before. It yeah, looks like a no, normal no, face. It's, it's like that. Yeah, no, he's he's an attractive guy, but he's got mm-hmm. wide set eyes. It's like it's definitely like uh, you know jumps out. Uh, but anyway, uh, I find him quite attractive at least. Uh, but uh, Francis Bourgeois, I found out, has a Gucci deal. And no. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you go into his TikTok thread, um, <laughs> he is wildly popular. Yeah. And, like, pretty much all the top comments are just, um, you know, thanking and praising him for his unbridled enthusiasm. Which, you know, you, you, we need more of in this world. Yeah. Especially yeah. From, from, from guys. Yeah. Like, a, a guy loving a thing that's not self-destructive is very, is very nice and wholesome. Yeah, and everyone yeah. in the comments is like, protect this man at all costs. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, he was on a live stream with, like, uh, some, uh, like, British rapper. I forget the, the guy's name. And he was, like, uh, trying to get the uh, a passing train to, like, uh, hon- honk its horn for some fabulous <laughs> yeah. toots. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the, the train operator didn't. And he was, like, morose. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always do it. Uh, remember when we had the, um, it was Yumi and Pat had, like, a, a shared birthday party oh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And, like, some people who were way cooler than me were freestyling on the microphone. Oh, yeah, And yeah. they were asking for topics, and I said Amtrak, and I ruined the whole vibe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 Like, instantly. Dex was rapping, and also um, uh, Wavy Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, DJ Mercy and Wavy yeah. Cunningham, uh, you know, uh, bless us with yeah. uh, some really great rhythms. Yeah, um, and then I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Everyone liked that party. That that was like, that was, was that like a year before COVID? Yeah. It, it was like yeah, right was, around then. I think we, it was 2019. Yeah, man, I haven't hosted, um, you know, like yeah. a rager in quite somewhat time. Yeah. I really got to do that. Speaking of happy birthday, fellas. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. You. Yeah. Scorpio season. Woo. And I just have to say, I'm looking at this guy. He, lo- I don't really notice him having wide set eyes, but that's no, all. I need, just need to get that out. <laughs> um, yeah. Happy birthday, fellas. Thanks. Bye. 
just uh, glad that you were both born. Uh, Especially David, but yeah. you too, Chris. Thank you. She likes yeah. me better. And, 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 That's true, I do. <laughs> Not going to hide my favoritism there. Yeah, and for the record, I wasn't trying to, like, body shame. Like, I think wide-set eyes l- l- look attractive. I just don't. I think his eyes are as wide-set as you, yours or mine. Do you I notice don't know. it with Emma Stone? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think the fact that he's usually wearing a camera that distorts his face might that, make people a big perceive him as more wider set in the eye region than well it, it's like that whole like animal thing like where like predators have their eyes like to the front mm-hmm. and like um prey you know, has, prey has a, side. a side you know because they got to look out like uh my man's prey yeah and you know like <laughs> prey to his love of trains yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why our cat lucy looks so evil she's yeah. got very forward-facing eyes yeah I'm, I've, I'm always convinced that that's why she looks so fucking terrifying even though she's six and a half pounds that's part of it yeah. also same thing with dilbert you know right joria haunting yeah big week big, big week big what happened big league week big league <laughs> very bigly this week happened um did you, chris did you watch donald trump's announcement no oh okay yeah because only losers would do that <laughs> yeah freaking freaks. i heard it i heard it uh like an audio clip of it on my morning news thread yeah. um it was but, mostly low energy, but it was but that's well, that has a lot to do with the fact the that thing. they made him read. Yeah, they need it's, to stop making him read. It's just not his comfort zone. It's not his comfort like, zone. You can see the sparkle in his eyes when he, you know, goes off teleprompter. He's doing and Trump like, jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Like, I understand. I what I think they need to do is give him notes. Give him an outline. A, an out, yeah, my man works better on an outline than he does on a script. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like that. When, back when I was in academia and I was giving presentations at conferences and mm-hmm. classes and stuff, like, I never, some people would go and they would read page papers. That was very common in, like, the humanities. Whereas in social sciences, people would usually just go and, and speak with a PowerPoint to, you know, uh, work off of. And, like, some of us are good at reading papers and some of us just aren't. My man is not a paper reader. He's no. a PowerPoint giver. Yeah. And they need to just <laughs> let him let him thrive and, and let him riff. Um, and the, the PowerPoint shouldn't even be to the audience. It should be to him. Yeah. And it should just be one word. And, and just like, pictures. And bright, no, just pictures. Or pictures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Images. Yeah. And it'll just be like a photo of Barack Obama. And then he's riffing on Barack Obama. Yeah. And then it like switches. And it'll be like... Uh, Antifa suit camp. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. wall. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I thought, I actually thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a a strong start to his, um, to his 2024 campaign. And, um, he, he walked out to Les Mis. He walked out to Les Mis. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Can you hear the people sing? Yeah. What? Which was so weird. That was like, I mean, I I was kind of freaking out when that happened. I was like, what the, it was very surreal. Um, he's such a queen. He's yeah, so queen. He's he's definitely like a, a He a, loves musicals. Yeah, exactly. Like he he's really into Broadway and like all that like high New York society stuff. So sure. yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. He looks great in a set of tails. <laughs> That's why his tie is so long. It's a front I, it's a front tail. But what fucking freaks me out about so that man has been president. Yeah. Was yep. president for four years. It's true. Yep. He looks Can't take it back. exactly the same as the day that he announced his run for president in whatever 2015 it's Mickey d's it's full of preservatives It's because it is an exercise he's not wait he's not running his battery down he's also not trying he also doesn't try no he didn't age the way that say a barack obama did because he was like thinking about not concerned yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) how any of this is going but yeah i'm afraid he's gonna win 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm afraid he's going to win. Yeah. I, especially, I think, if they run Joe Biden again. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm honestly interested for the, the primary. I think someone's going to step up to him. Uh, it might be DeSantis. It might be um, somebody else. But I mean, like, I don't see anybody beating him in the primary. I well, he probably would just refuse to debate. But no, I think, no, no, he loves no, debates. He, he loves it, and and that's where he looks the best. And like, don't you think, you like, know, like yeah. you know, confronting Wrong. him like in front of a microphone with the, the same amount of time and being like, "You're a fucking loser. You lost. You doesn't literally matter lost. how much time he and, has. He'll just talk over you yeah, the way like, I do you, on this podcast." <laughs> You literally lost. Like you fucking suck, dude. And no, then you he made didn't it, lost. You, he didn't lose. It was stolen. Yeah, it was stolen. <laughs> that yeah, but like I feel like a Republican could step up and just like be like, dude, you're not wearing clothes. Like fuck you. Like, Here's the problem. All of the Republicans that are that would run against Trump are loser, never Trump Republicans. And they they have like by death. They have low energy. They are not they do not excite the base at all. This is Trump's party now. That's my that's my personal prognostication and opinion. Yeah. This is Trump's party now. It's it's too anybody bad. who's not into him yeah. is on the fringes of that party. It is no different than like if you know uh, uh uh who's a fringe Democrat like Bernie Sanders. Well, I guess yeah, Bernie. Yeah. Sa- but you know he would have won if it wasn't stolen. Yeah. Right. I, but, that's a real stolen election. Yeah. But, there, but so. you're seeing seeing a lot of like the big money come out uh, from being uh, supporting of him, especially when most of the uh, election denying like candidates that he threw his endorsement behind just ate shit in the primaries or in the um uh in the the midterm uh, the midterms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you're seeing like Rupert Murdoch, for example, you know, uh, covered his um uh, election announcement says you know Florida man. Uh, you know, uh, announces presidential run uh, under the fold. Um, and like, you're seeing a lot of like the big money basically being like, yeah, no, he's like literally too toxic and he's a loser. That, and, that, like, that's, that's that, a, that is a fair point. Money yeah. alone does not buy elections, no, though. No. You no, know, I don't. Just, th- I don't think it will. I just don't think he's going to win. I think he might run, but I could see a whole multitude of things keeping him from winning. I mean, for one thing, he's going to be two years older, and like. Eventually, his diet's going to catch up with him. <laughs> yeah, I true. don't know. I don't yeah. know if it will. Well, I mean, you know, you always see those stories about like ninety-seven-year-old like Russian ladies who grew up during the Soviet Union and smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and drink nothing but like vodka and yeah. coffee, and you know, yeah, but they're... all their food was organic. All right, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. <laughs> Beto Abrams. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that is exactly what the Democratic it, Party would do. And they're just, just going to ride right into the White House. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's going to touch them. No, I on, just on don't, a skateboard. <laughs> I don't see any Republican beating Trump in the primary. Yeah. Uh, it, what one thing uh, Chris was reminding me of is that um, so for that 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 speech, right? There were his his announcement. Um, Fox News cut away from it briefly. CNN, I think, ran some of it, and MSNBC didn't run it at all. So I think uh, at least I don't know what what that portends, but it does also seem like a lot of the news media has changed their reaction to him yeah like people they, are they, legitimately sick of him yeah or I, well i also think like they might be just a tad bit smarter and like what how that impacts their their business model their business model well and also that now 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 it's not a joke right now it's like yeah this guy was president he could be president again and 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 so they're not like just like 
uh, 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 covering him as a sideshow, which I think is what they thought they were doing the first the, time around. The first time around, because remember when uh, I think it was Keith, El- yeah, it was Keith Ellison was on uh, MSNBC saying like Trump could really win, and people l- outwardly laughed at him <laughs> yeah. on live air, yeah, and yeah. and uh, wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that he did try, like, a half-hearted fascist coup, like, I don't know. I just, I think that it's like that whole uh, back into the left, you know, like, yeah. uh, thing. Like, I think I think they're just going to get him. They're going to cha-cha it, slide it, him yeah. back into the left. <laughs> that I wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah. by. Yeah. I, I would be more surprised uh, by him losing than by him being assassinated. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's... I mean, I mean, the, the uh, global capitalists also like moved away from Bolsonaro. This, yeah. in this uh, in in Brazil, this last it's too election, destabilizing. Yeah, yeah. It's well, too destabilizing. I mean, like, I mean, the global banking sector basically said out loud, "We would rather try to push Lula to the right than like deal with this guy that's just always in the hospital and yelling about his wife." On Twitter, yeah, he's yeah a wild card. Plus, yeah. the whole Amazon rainforest, like being the lungs of the earth. Yeah, well, I'm talking about. I don't think they give a shit about that. Yeah, global capital does not give a shit about the Amazon rainforest. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I, I, it's the same reason that advertisers are leaving Twitter in drones, despite the fact that engagement is probably higher than ever. Which is leaving in drones. Like yeah. quadcopters, yeah. like they're jumping yeah. in and being like, uh, wait, what did I want to say? <laughs> droves. droves, yeah, droves. Thank you. Um, they're leaving in all kinds of vehicles. I'll tell yeah. you what, <laughs> spaceships. <laughs> and um, it's because it doesn't matter. Like at the, at the end of the day, raw numbers aren't really the most important thing. It's raw, brand management, hot numbers. and Fox has to do brand management as much as you know T-Mobile does. Um, but you know what, uh, Elon bringing us direct democracy. The people have spoken. Yeah. Vox Populi, Vox Day. As Man, he said. speak English. I gotta tell you, voting on that, voting on that, <laughs> voting on that poll for whether or not Trump should be allowed back on Twitter is the first time I have felt like my vote mattered since two thousand eight. Yeah, you got, gotta give it to margin. him. Gotta give it to him. I was part of the slim margin. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, but so, the, the the big he, but Trump is going to do the biggest dick thing he could possibly do, which is ne- never not it. accept it. But yeah, it's also it's he's not. trying to make truth happen, mm-hmm. both in the abstract as a concept and in the material as his social media platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not going to start. He's not going to take the juju away from the platform that you know not only inflates his ego, but also I'm sure enriches him in some capacity or another. Um, and and fucking waste. That's like working out, dude. You're running down your battery if yeah. you if you bring the juice to Twitter. That's well, true. that's true. I mean, like he is, you know, ostensibly trying to win a presidential election, and like the amount of, um, you know, press coverage he got for his tweets um, was amazing and free. He's and got a lot of press coverage for his truths. For too, his though. truths, well, what he should do is every time he posts a new truth, which is, I believe, the the correct nomenclature. Yeah, <laughs> nomenclature, yeah, yeah. right. So whenever he posts a new truth or retruths, <laughs> he should. He I'm should, always retruthing. He should just post on Twitter. I posted a new truth and a link. Oh, like a bot that links yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. And like a link. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. And a link to and his truth. That, yeah, that juice all his tr- his truth yeah. uh, engagement yeah. as well. And, yeah. and and he you know gets more. Uh, 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 he he has he has more characters. 
on, on truth.social. <laughs> because you know what? Sometimes the truth isn't isn't simple. You know, yeah, you gotta, sometimes you need you more. Talk it out. I mean, he was really a master of the short form, but um, he's pretty good with uh, the medium form, too. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that he's, uh, some of the shit he's talked on Elon um, since uh, Elon was like, I want to offer to buy you a horse on this big jet plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was pretty good. And a little bit more verbose than Twitter would have allowed. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were discussing this uh, pre-recording, um, trying to kind of get, like, our uh, our ducks in a row on, like, what exactly has been the relationship between Elon Musk and Donald Trump. And it was interesting because the guys were like... No, the, uh, Trump fucking hates Elon or Elon fucking hates Trump. And I was like, no, they're famous friends. And so I had to like look up, you know, some some kind of outside, some truth. We needed some truth in the, in <laughs> yeah. the mix. In our, in and, our social interaction. We and now we're re-truthing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ultimately we were both right, right? Like they, yeah, yeah. they used to be fat, you know, they used to be famously buddies and then it kind of took a turn at one point. I think pretty much that began with Elon Musk saying that he had always voted Democrat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Seems like. And you hate to see it with, like, two dudes with the exact same body type. <laughs> Disagreeing. Oh, yeah. Two former Democrats that are now Republicans. I mean, yeah, with... personality type, too, really, when you think about yeah, it. Like, yeah. They're just, like... It's true. It's you know, true. One um, of a kind. Dragon energy. Yeah. Powerful, powerful dragons. <laughs> so I found this New York Magazine uh, Intelligencer article that is uh, the Donald Trump, Elon Musk feud, A Complete History. And it's tagged, you know how they tag their stuff. Mm -hmm. This is tagged, tremendous content. Um, so I thought we would just kind of go, just yeah. take a trip down memory lane, right? Let's yeah. go. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the central question of this article is what went wrong between Musk and Trump? And are they back on good terms? Uh, it says, how is the public supposed to follow this fight when one of the participants only posts his truths on a site barely anyone uses? Here's a guide to how it all went down. Um, so Trump regularly lashed out against CEOs who crossed him when mm -hmm. he was president, but somehow Musk stayed on his good side, even as he repeatedly disparaged Trump's policies and personality. And mm -hmm. here's the thing. This is Elon was the messy bitch first and yeah. Trump tolerated it for whatever reason. Presumably because if we believe what he says, he thinks Elon is a genius. More on Elon Musk being a genius later in this episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, days before the 2016 election, Musk told CNBC that he generally agreed with Hillary Clinton's economic and environmental plans. His assessment of Trump was harsher. I feel a bit stronger that he is not the right guy. He doesn't seem to have the sort of character that reflects well on the United States. Um, and he was also critical of Trump's Muslim ban. Which was, you know, basically the first thing that he said. Yeah. Um, but uh, Elon did join two of Trump's business advisory councils um, and then eventually uh, quit in protest. Um, he said he tweeted on June 1st of 2017, am departing presidential councils. Climate change is real. Leaving Paris is not good for America or the world. I forgot that he believes climate change is real. Well, yeah. he, he, you know, it's part of the grift. I mean, he was yeah. taking like, you know, billions in uh, California uh, yeah, green energy yeah, uh, subsidies. subsidies. Yeah. So yeah. like he, he had to. Yeah, that's why he's rich is because he pretends to yeah. care about that. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just. And I like, feel, it, I is. Like, yeah, it is. It is real. Um, yeah, right. It is real. Yeah. I just, ima I just like imagine like, like, like he could come up with literally anything for like another, like, uh, um, 
another like reason, some like four D chess reason for why like 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 I just like imagine saying like okay, so like climate change isn't it's not actually real. Like there's another way <laughs> that you know we can uh, uh, like completely alter the planet, and it is like how you know you ejaculate into your car and it becomes a transformer, <laughs> and we need to be dang- you know be aware of that or something. I don't know, it's like be, some crazy bullshit. You could like, be just... dating Bumblebee in a number of decades. <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebee, she will not leave you the way that all of the women in my life. I mean, she will not get angry that you do not clean up your room. Like he's an epic science guy. Yeah, he's like a science is real guy. So like his form Math. of fascism is going to come not in you know denying climate change. It's going to be promoting eugenics. Right. Yeah. Like, Again, more, more on, on that, that later, later in this episode. Um. So then, in August 2019, that's when Musk came out uh, in favor of Andrew Yang. Math. not left not right forward yeah Yeah. but even still in january of 2020 trump heaped praise on elon musk in a cnbc interview in which he said one of our great geniuses and we have to protect our genius he continued (laughs) you know we have to we have to protect thomas edison and we have to protect all of these people that came up with originally the light bulb and the wheel and all of these things and he's one of our very smart people and we want to cherish those people what does he mean our isn't he like south african or ours in the the global human family okay okay okay, also does he does trump one believe thomas edison invented the wheel and two is still alive (laughs) (laughs) well and three he does admit that multiple people invented the light bulb yeah which is interesting yeah a lot of people are talking about this new upstart frederick Douglass. (laughs) (laughs) more and more people are noticing him Frederick Douglass? Remember? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. There was a Trump period oh, while he was that, president. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were trying to say Frederick Douglass was an inventor. Okay. No, no, no. no I get it. I, get it. Of I was going to say, what the fuck did I miss? Trump, <laughs> Trump insinuated that Frederick Douglass was still alive. He, yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was surprised <laughs> more, to learn that he wasn't. More and more people very, are recognizing. I'm just hearing this now. This is yeah. very sad. Wow. Um, in the final year of his presidency, Trump found himself increasingly in agreement with Musk over Twitter, the moon, and sticking it to the establishment, <laughs> as Blake put it. <laughs> the important stuff. Twitter, the moon. Uh, in May 2020, Trump defended Musk's call to reopen Tesla's plant in Fremont, California, which had been closed because of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. And because it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he headed to Florida's Kennedy Space Center to watch a SpaceX rocket launch two NASA astronauts. Um, Musk echoed some of Trump's criticisms of pandemic precautions. Uh, so, you know, there were like, yep. there there were these like moments of agreement between the two, particularly yep. around, you know, um, business and science and like innovation, essentially. Yeah. And life, lifeboat politics. Yeah. Um, as as uh, Elon bluntly tweeted in March, the Corona, the coronavirus panic is dumb genius he's really got away with words <laughs> um epic science guy yeah <laughs> and really knows where the future is going clearly. so so then when musk uh first announced the plan to buy twitter he said that he uh he was willing to he was he was considering allowing trump back on twitter as well as various other exiles um and you know he uh he said that he was against permanent bans in general and trump's bans specifically he said that uh, the decision to kick Trump off over the January 6th rhetoric was, and I quote, a mistake because it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. 
I uh, I don't really care uh, honey, I don't, for agreeing with yeah. Elon Musk very much. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that feeling at all. I know, I know. Um, so Trump basically said to Elon Musk, uh, go fuck yourself. I got Truth Social. He, he said, and I quote, Truth Social will be a voice for me. And that's something nobody else can get. And I think, <laughs> that's you know. Beautiful. It's beautiful that he knows that about himself. <laughs> yeah. and that, you know, he, he's he's focusing on him. Interesting. I think that'll be interesting when we get to the end of this piece. We can talk about the implications of Trunk being back on the platform and whether or not there even are any. Because uh, yeah. so, um, but nonetheless, he did say that he was rooting for the Musk Twitter Alliance. "Quote: I think it is good. We want liberty and justice and fairness in our country, and the more we can have open, the better." <laughs> I love open. I don't view that as competition for what I am doing, which is really. Kind of like a, a bitchy thing to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think Twitter is competing with Truth Social. Um, so then Musk came out and said that he uh, supported DeSantis, possibly. Um, this is when he called himself politically moderate. He said somewhere in the middle, socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Um, and then uh, in May 2020, he said that Biden's support for unions and inability to get a lot done had driven him to embrace the GOP. Wow. Because <laughs> Biden supported unions too much. Uh. Um, and said that he had voted overwhelmingly for Democrats historically. Uh, quote, like, I'm not sure I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Now this election, I will. Uh, Trump didn't like that so much. He said uh, he called him a bullshit artist. And said, um, this is when he, like, th this was really when Trump, like, turned on Elon Musk, mm -hmm. was after he said that he had never voted for a Republican, but might this year. He said, there is no way Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter at such a ridiculous price, especially since realizing it is a company largely based on bots of spam accounts. Fake, anyone? He's got such a way with words. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really it's, like, uh, it's a new kind of haiku. <laughs> um, and this was back in July, right? This was, I think it's this was in earlier. June. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was in June of this year. Um, so then, once the deal started to fall apart, much like me, Trump did a lot of gloating. Um, <laughs> and, you know, basically said, uh, I knew this was going to fall apart. I knew this was never going to work, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, with regards to Musk's claim about never voting for Republicans, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that, Trump said. He told me he voted for me. So he's another bullshit artist. Facts. Um, when, when Donald Trump said this, Breitbart posted about it on Twitter, and Elon Musk re replied, I don't hate the man, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, well, <laughs> like, everybody's right here in their own yeah. ways. It's interesting that, like, when these two, um, uh, like, uh, what's good? category to put them in these two assholes uh like talked about each other and they want to say like the most cutting things possible <laughs> they just like say the truth like yeah <laughs> speaking yep. of right <laughs> shortly after that he tweeted trump would be 82 at the end of term which is too old to be chief executive of anything let alone the united states of america if desantis runs against biden in 2024 then desantis will will easily win he doesn't even need to campaign well, I don't know that. okay, that's that. That last part is not true. Not facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, it, it's just interesting. Like they, they like quite often just like have to put down the 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 facade that they have to that they keep up 
to say like, oh, like uh, Elon's the smartest guy in the world. Uh, Trump is such a good decision maker and deal broker, and and then like and they're like, oh, I fucking hate you. You're like, you're an idiot, and they're like, well, you're an old old codger idiot. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. It, but also, like, we have to remember the context in which this like turn to being like super pro GOP happened for Elon. Like, this was when I think it was the Washington Post was like about to publish um, the uh, the the accusation of a former flight attendant on a Tesla flight that he propositioned her for sex after uh, like a supervisor of hers encouraging her to pay out of her own pocket for massage lessons. And then on the uh, flight while she was like massaging him, he was like, I'll buy you a pony if you like suck my dick or something. And then like when that was going to get made public, he made this whole thing of like, don't trust the, the the demon rat press. They're coming after me. Watch out. Yeah. He had to do a face turn. They, they, they called him in the morning and said, or they contacted him in the morning and said, we're going to run this story. It's going to drop today. Do you have a comment? <laughs> and he or his representative said, uh, we'll get back to you. Yes, we have a comment we need to prepare. We'll get back to you. Also, this is like... Musk the- immediately tweeted. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> well, like, this is like the most fuckboy, scrub-ass shit in the world. Imagine being the world's richest person ever. And, like, making the woman that you're going to sexually harass while she, like, massages you pay for her own massage lessons. And then be like, you want a horse? Yeah, like, it's bullshit. A, yeah. Like, yeah. That is Hey, a horse is much more expensive than massage. So. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's a good ROI. But that's is he also going ROI. to pay for all of the upkeep of the horse? He's like horses are expensive to maintain <laughs> that's, as that's well. That's a good point. That's a very Yeah, this good is point. like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like when they say like, oh, you really know, not. like yeah, winning the lottery is cool, but then all the taxes, you know, shit like that. It's like it's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So then, on July 12th, uh Donald Trump truths When Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. He should have. Now Elon should focus on getting himself out of the Twitter mess because he could owe $44 billion for something that's perhaps worthless. Also, lots of competition for electric cars. Again. Facts. Post, posting truths on truth. Yeah, we I, I would retruth that. That is truth on truth. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is my retruth. Um, so then, so then Elon Musk, ever the meme lord, reply. Uh, somebody tweeted it out, and he replies, "LMAOOOOO." And then the gif of um, Grandpa Simpson yelling at clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. old man yells at clouds. There it is. Um, so yeah, so then he, you know, Trump keeps saying, whatever, I'm going to keep making truth happen. Um, <laughs> the, the, then, okay, so then this article ends before this happens, but now Elon has restored DJT's account. Yes. Yes. Is Don ever going to use it? I think you guys nailed it earlier. I think he's going to use a bot to, uh, to, to post to Twitter, just hyperlinks to truth. Yeah. Yeah, easy peasy. That way he's able to maintain brand loyalty to his own brand. But still get the reach. Yeah. 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 Hyperlinks to truth should be Don's last, like, memoir. memoir (laughs) Yeah, hyperlinks to truth. Hyperlinks to truth. That's that's very poetic, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hyperlinks to truth. And it would just be, it'd be a coffee table book 
with printouts of his tweets. We and, know that and, he and then, the and, then, the and, then, and then the truths. We know that he uses ghostwriters. <laughs> yeah. We know yeah. that his last ghostwriter totally turned on him, yeah. betrayed him publicly. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. you should reach out. Like I think you I think you've got a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be very good at taking screenshots <laughs> and putting them in Adobe Photoshop and then sewing them. I'm sure there will be together. captions for context, you know? I'm sure yeah. there will be some written context. This is when Graydon Carter told me that I, I didn't look good in blue. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the skinny. Yeah, fuck those Elon two. Elon and Trump. I, I hope they, uh, they both uh, have a misfortunate accident. That's what I hope. Together. Yes. All right. <laughs> Although I guess the best of all outcomes would be that they somehow both successfully take down each other's public character. Like, you know, simultaneously, like they both I mean, become the most cringe, embarrassing people that the world like collectively can come together around the, uh, the, <laughs> the animosity and uh, frustration of these two billionaire assholes. I don't, here's the thing. Uh, something that elon and donald's fans share in common is that there is almost nothing that either of them could do to alienate their fan base as trump said i could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't lose a single vote and the only like the more that outsiders non-fans hate the figure be it donald trump or elon musk the more their fans feel aggrieved which is their favorite feeling in the world Mm -hmm. And they just are dick hard over the fact that everybody else hates Musk and hates them. And that makes them feel it all the more. And I'm just not sure that there's really anything that either of them could do right now, including like 69ing each other. Everybody would still just be like, yes, they're doing it finally. It's totally straight. Don't worry. <laughs> they're going to make a baby out of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's... Um... I think you're right, Brittany. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, the only thing that they could do, I guess, that would break that uh, dynamic would be, like, I, I I don't know, switching to, like, being Green Party members or something. I don't know. Like, I have to imagine they, they have to do something. But even still, that, they'd be like, oh, my God, Epic Bacon. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is taking over the Green Party, and he's going to turn it into... Like, a, an effective like a, Green yeah, Party. Yeah, an effective Green <laughs> Party. Effective green it's going to be about electric cars and, yeah. like, going to Mars and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just don't think that there's anything that either of them could really do to, you know, yeah. lose anybody who loves them. Elon Musk tweets something, and within five minutes, it's got like a hundred and forty thousand likes. Like, right. there's just not that guy is fine, and, and they're all real. They're, all, they're all completely real. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that like uh, the, the, you, you're right about the diehards, but I think that you know, even if the diehards remain exactly the same uh, uh, quantity in rank. Like, everybody seems to be on their, like, last, you know, thread of patience with either of these fuckers. Like, I just, I don't think... You say that, but you're not on social media. Yeah. I don't know if if you have the whole picture. Because I am in the replies to Elon Musk's tweets. Yeah. And I'm seeing something very different. Interesting. The relenting, disgusting Dorian Gray picture. (laughs) Yeah. That that is the infinite scroll of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Right, yeah. It gets it gets longer and older and Elon gets younger and wider. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Speaking of getting older and wider. 
<laughs> you said something about they're going to make a baby out of this. Yeah, uh, right. With yes. the 69ing, which yeah. made me, which it would be a good transition to right. the next topic. Speaking of 69ing <laughs> and making a baby out of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. You cannot make a baby out of 69ing. Uh, just so well, folks know. Well, uh, the people that we're going to talk about will probably figure out how to do that. It's possible. Uh, tech titans like Elon Musk want to save Earth by having tons of child. What? Uh, oh, I think it shouldn't be children. I don't know. <laughs> no, <wait. laughs> the thing I'm reading it on, kind of, it, got, it cut it off. <laughs> oh, so we're reading. So this, having tons of child. So we're reading this on like one of those um, websites that uh, turns it, a paywall into something that you can actually look at. Um, so it is. It's an imperfect yeah. reproduction of the original but article. It's, it's um, fucking good enough because it's. Oh God, it's so. Yeah. So this was a business insider piece and it's too long. It's too it's way too long. I've um, never wished the worst on an entire family and that includes like a 3-year-old. David said things yeah. on the drive over yeah, here that, that uh I not, promised him I wouldn't actionable. repeat but yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. Um <laughs> What so, did this 3-year-old do to get you so mad? It's part is part of a, a disgusting experiment in in Getting rich people to, like, populate the earth like Genghis Khan. So these are the Collinses, Malcolm and Simone Collins, um, self-proclaimed pro-natalists. What? So pro, so what is a pro-natalist? A pro-natalist is, at heart, obviously, it's somebody who is in favor of having children. Themselves or just as a concept? So, so they are, they are specifically in favor of rich, intelligent people having as many children as possible. They, 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 they They literally believe in idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah. Like they cite the film Idiocracy. It it had a big impact on, on some, uh, some, some sickos out there for sure. That's true. Yeah. I I also just want to read, um, the names of their three children. Okay. Which I guess we should just say their first three children because I assume that they're not. They're not comfortable with only adding one plus replacement. Well, I mean, the thing is, she's getting older. Yeah. And they're counting on, like, technology that will extend. Yeah. It's it's pretty We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the the kids' names. Octavian. Awesome name. I think he was one of the good ones, Uh, as far as Roman Caesars go. Torsten? That's not a real name. That's <laughs> that's the uh, that's, that's a feature on a car. Torsten <laughs> is the name of the um the 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 big mu- muscle man uh, that uh, out uh, chads uh, the the dude from uh, Righteous Gemstones <laughs> when, when, they, when they have to like, carry the wait the, the it cross. is isn't it yeah, the yeah, Torsten. Yeah. Yeah, Torsten. oh my yeah. god that's fucking funny as shit okay, Octavian <sighs> Torsten and Titan Invictus <laughs> oh what the, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a girl. Titan Invictus? Like, Titan. With, with, like, a dash? Like, a hyphen? No, no it, it's a space. It's a two-word name. Titan oh, wow. Invictus. Wow. I gotta say, if I was a 13-year-old girl named Titan... That's pretty good. That's kind of dope. Yeah, it's pretty good. If she can make it work for her. Yeah, all these names pass Especially muster. if she turns out to be, like, a lesbian. That's gonna be hot. <laughs> that That's cool. Okay, no, you're right. That, that is cool. <laughs> she's she's yeah. gonna do great on Bumble if she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, they're, uh, the, these two, they, uh, like... You can't this this article can't even explain their job because it's just like uh they work in a venture capital and they do some marketing the money management. They inherited money and yeah. they have taken that money and they've made it make more money and that's all you have to do yeah, in this societal world. Leeches. Is, yeah, societal leeches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so they just like jumble money around and 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 make make more money with it. And um they have daily uh what what was it called? strategy walks? What 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 did they call it? <laughs> 
They they take daily. It's like it's like the uh, pinky and the brain walks. It's like a discuss. power walk, but the power is like figuring out what you're gonna do with your money or something. That that's fucking something that uh, um uh uh the the Nexium guy did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. At the, the like three a.m. Yeah, he would like. Um, yeah, it would be one of the things to like make all the women around him like not pay attention to like how like they were they were dying. Second season of the vow, by the <laughs> yeah, way, getting yeah. fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, but yeah, he would just like you'd walk around like they'd have to like record him while he like decided like what was like a new what way. the brand should look like. Yeah, what yeah. the brand should look like, and like what what was like a a, a new way to like describe the trolley problem but like it takes <laughs> it like it like takes like five steps and costs seven thousand dollars to learn yeah but um, they were describing this text message from his mother that was like you know everything is transactional where she was like i asking like how they were gonna like like make money on their next kid or something i don't know horrifying. it's but basically these people want to use CRISPR technology to ensure so first of all they equate wealth with intelligence. If you are wealthy then you must be intelligent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you are wealthy and intelligent then you have an obligation to the human race to create as many offspring as possible so that you can spread your good genes. And one step better is if you can use CRISPR technology and artificial insemination to make sure that the kids that you create are the smartest, best, least diseased possible children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, the one thing that the that the uh, Mountbatten's could not uh, accomplish, right? Is well, that, yeah, they didn't have CRISPR, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could, uh, if they only. could select it out. Yeah, um, so here, from the article, people like the Collinses fear that falling birth rates in certain developed countries like the United States and most of Europe will lead to the extinction of cultures. Wee-woo, <laughs> Uh, the breakdown of economies and ultimately the collapse of civilization. Um, it's a theory that Elon Musk connected. <laughs> we we uh, yes, articles yeah. <laughs> topics connected. We made we made the yeah. tips touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has championed on his Twitter feed that Ross Duthat has defended in the New York Times opinion pages, and that Joe Rogan and the billionaire venture ca- venture capitalist Mark Andreessen bantered about on. <laughs> I love it when they do. Quote, the Joe Rogan experience, unquote. It's <laughs> <laughs> the name of a show. I, I know, I know. It's just, it's just like if yeah. you ever talk about this podcast, yeah. you better put us in fucking quotes. Yeah. yeah. The scarier qu- the quotes, the better. <laughs> it's also, alarmingly, been used by some to justify white supremacy around the world. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but they actually make the opposite argument, which yeah. is very interesting. They say at one point, they kind of like, you know, hand ring over the fact that the people who aren't having children are people who are who have progressive ideas of like tolerance, BLM, um, you know, pro-LGBT, pro-feminist. They believe that those beliefs are are genetic traits. Well, they also say we are the underground railroad of Gattaca babies and people who want to do genetic stuff with their kids. <sighs> yeah. There's a lot. They also like, they're talking about some of the conditions that they Ooh. filter for. Let that sink in. As Elon Musk might, might yeah. do yeah. very physically. We are the underground in. railroad of Gattaca oh, babies <laughs> and people who want to do genetic stuff with their kids. So they're like, instead of follow the drinking gourd, it's like, follow the Starlink. Follow the Starlink band. <laughs> Follow the drinking gourd. Wow, I haven't thought of that in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, fucking the, book. the Underground Railroad. Wow, wow. So they, they view themselves 
as like a oppressed, um, morally righteous uh, group of people who are trying to bring about the uh, the next phase of uh, a, a, a more complete humanity. Yeah. Well, doing this stuff is illegal. In yeah, most places, yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. good reason. Yeah. Uh, also, listen to this. Definitely not the Handmaid's Tale quote. Their, oh, uh, fuck yeah, yeah. Their wardrobes, Simone told me later, are meticulously curated to project the kind of gravitas their work requires. Beneath their thick black-rimmed glasses, hers round, his rectangular, the couple look as they would put it, biologically young. well and when they're asked specifically about gilead and the handmaid's tale her response is but gilead is what happens when you don't have a soft landing spot for this population to climb where she's basically saying either you do it our way or we do it their way what yeah so so we're just going to start now so it's not quite as mean uh, yeah, because if the way I was Margaret forced Atwood to have 13 children by my VC husband, then it's really not that bad yeah. for, like, you know, working class women to be, like, held down and raped, I suppose. Whoa. <laughs> I, my, can, can we talk about the conditions that they want to filter for and the ones that they don't yeah. want so to filter I, for? I, I also, though, really quick, want to say that they identify as secular Calvinists. Oh, that makes that's, perfect. That's sense. what they call that themselves. That makes perfect Secular sense. Calvinists. Yeah. I mean, Calvinism was always yeah. well, secular. Yeah, which I mean, all that that means is that they they believe that God they're chosen, chosen. by, they're chosen but people. instead of God, yeah. they they just think of like I don't know some like Neil deGrasse Tyson like <laughs> no, universe. Money, and, money yeah, chose yeah, me. Yeah, uh, it's they like, think they think if you're rich, that's an indicator of your hard work and your intelligence, which yeah. is honestly what probably a solid thirty percent of the American population right now believes. That's yeah, just that's you, just you, the yeah. American promise. You win the lottery. Great genetics. <laughs> the best genetics. You were smart enough to play the lottery. Okay, things that they... Smart enough to choose the right numbers. About. Yes. Divine to... the right numbers, even. How many uh, coincidences until mathematically impossible? <laughs> <laughs> so they want to filter for things like schizophrenia, obviously all of the developmental disorders. Um, oh. oh, here we go. So after five rounds of IVF... Uh, Simone heard uh, Stephen Shu talking about his company Genomic Prediction, <laughs> which uh, uh, um, uh, directly into uh, um, redacted. Uh, if you come up with a company called Genetic Prediction, um, he, he talked about it on a podcast. Um, pre-implantation testing for chromosomal abnormalities like Down syndrome and single gene disorders like cystic fibrosis have become a relatively common step in the IVF process. But only recently have some practitioners begun to offer tests for more complex genetic traits. While full-blown genetic engineering through CRISPR or similar technologies is banned in most countries, the field of pre-implantation genetic screening is still unregulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So they've decided to embark on a sixth round of IVF. I want to remind everyone that IVF costs like $200,000 a a session. I don't know if it's that much, but it's it's expensive. It's extremely expensive. It's tens of thousands of dollars at least. Uh, Though Genetic Prediction's Life View test officially offers risk scores only for 11 polygenetic disorders, including schizophrenia and five types of cancer, they allowed the Collinses to access the raw genetic data for their own analysis. Why? Who knows? Maybe because they're filthy fucking rich. <laughs> um, and also, they, they have the right uh, genes to be able to cipher, uh, yeah. like, what is it, like, 
250 billion pairs of right like, yeah well like, yeah oh i can spot the genius chromosome right there well so what they did was they they took their data and um exported it to a company called self decode which typically runs tests on adult dna samples but they took it to uh analyze what the collins called the fun stuff like what uh, sitting on a couch, Simone pulls up a spreadsheet filled with red and green numbers. Each row represented one of their embryos from the sixth batch, and the columns a variety of relative risk factors, from obesity to heart disease to headaches. Quick, quick interjection. She did this when she was dating, too. I, I, yeah. We should say, I, I hate to detour too much, but just No, we, we should talk about this, yeah. And, she, I, and I know someone who did this in, she, in grad school, and she was fucking freak. So this woman... Simone uh didn't never wanted to have children and never and wanted to stay single never wanted to be with somebody okay um but she decided that she needed to have her heart broken once just for the experience of it so she went on dating apps and she ranked all of her dates on a scale of one to 50 and when she met Malcolm he was like a 42 or something and she was like all right let's give it a shot and they dated for she she told him that he had to promise to break up with her at four months I resent being in love with him, she said. I was so disturbed when I fell for him. This is the kind of people that that think that they are superior and should, like, uh, repopulate, repopulate the, the country. The, or, yeah, or the Earth, yeah. All right, I, so I, go back to the... Con- well, no, wait, oh, this, okay. this, this, it's still... This is all the same fucking people with the same terrible senses of humor and just, like, Oh, God, I fucking hate them. Uh, a year and a half later, Malcolm proposed to her via a, via a viral campaign that landed on the front page of Reddit. Woof. Sit with that. <laughs> let, let that sink in. Yeah. The internet was a bad idea. Yeah. And then they get, they go, they get like, MBAs from Cambridge and Stanford together. Uh, so then, um, during a stint at a venture capital fund in South Korea, where the fertility rate at, um, has fallen to about 0.81, Malcolm became obsessed with the idea of what he calls demographic catastrophe. Wee-woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um... Uh, yeah, so here's okay, some... Okay, so the embryos. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about some stuff, that the fun stuff that the fun they're weeding stuff. out. Like, um, not having headaches. Oh, shit, they found the headache gene? Yeah, yeah, I, got, I, I'm a, I have that, that gene. Take that shit out, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely have let's that Let's get gene. rid of that. Um, okay, the Collins' top priority was one of the most disputed categories, what they called mental performance-adjacent traits, including stress, chronically low mood, brain fog, mood swings, fatigue, anxiety, and ADHD. The tests they performed also provided a risk score for autism, a diagnosis Simone herself has received, which they decided not to take into account. <laughs> Simone compared... She, I'm by definition the, the the person who should repopulate the planet, so right. it doesn't she's, matter that yeah, I have... Yeah. Well, she's one of those people who believes that autism is like the like a, an evolutionary advancement. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Simone, Simone compared her autism to a fine-tuned race car. Even if she struggles with certain quote unquote real world situations, she said, if I'm on the track and I have my pit crew and I have perfect fuel, she can dramatically out compete other people, Malcolm said, finishing her sentence. Oh, uh, they finish each other's race cars. <laughs> Um, I also really hesitate to select against any type of extreme mental peculiarity in a person, he added, unless it has to do with severe low function. 
Wow. With a large <sighs> number of green columns and a score of 1.9, embryo number three, a.k.a. Titan Invictus, was selected to become the Collins' third child. Wow. That's a sentence. That's a wow. whole ass sentence. Wow. Yeah. Yep. We've uh, identified the, the broke boy gene, and we've... <laughs> we've filtered for... <laughs> We're filtering for backpack wrapper genes. The fail-son the fail gene. Yeah. We have discovered it, and we are eliminating it. I just, it was, as somebody who has, I don't, and I don't know, this is kind of controversial among people who have, like, genetically heritable um, conditions, however you want to describe it, but, like... Sure. If I, if, if I was going to have a child, which I'm not, but if I was going to, and I could ensure by some selection process that my child wouldn't have, for example, the bipolar disorder that I have, um, I would do that because it fucking sucks. Yeah. And I would not want to pass that on to my kid. And so then there are other people who have various like, quote unquote, disabilities or conditions or whatever that they feel like that is like monstrous and horrible and and eugenic and you know i don't share that opinion but i know other people do and there are also like blurry lines where like what point do you get to where it it does become definitely super eugenic but it's what's fucked up is that freaks like this are just are, are like really causing real harm for the ability of regular people to to potentially use this world altering technology to make sure that their that their children can live a better and healthier and happier life than they have. And that I think is what is so frustrating about reading all of this is that once again like this is just a playground for the rich, something that has no like practical application for the vast majority of people who could truly benefit from the technology. Um because they think that their superior genes should rule the rest of humanity and all of us, you know, cogs can just like whatever, deliver their fucking uh, Thai food or something. <laughs> also, it's not fucking true. Like, there are just, like, so many things that we attribute to genetics that is not is not confirmed by science to be connected completely or directly to genetics. There is cancers. Yeah. There are certain types of cancers that are definitely genetically uh, passed down. Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia has a very, very strong genetic correlation, more so than really any other mental illness. Yeah. Th there are those things. And then there's stuff like fucking headaches. Like, <laughs> or like analytic thinking. Yeah, yeah. Or or even ADHD, to be honest. I mean, like there are like yeah. so many things that are like not maybe they're not genetic, but they're definitely maybe epigenetic. Like yeah. these are things well, that, an, that yeah. get expressed in the presence of some sort of environmental condition that yeah, like a smartphone. Yeah, like a smartphone <laughs> or or the fucking Norlite plant. You know, or just like, <laughs> like like you could, Or like having a mom who's gone 14 hours a yeah, day. Yeah, it's just like yeah. all this shit that like yeah, I, you can't you can't just like select the perfect child. I'm sorry, at least not yet with the technology with the genetics prediction company that this guy made that also got him like booted from Michigan State University because he kept talking about how he believes that like some people are just genetically superior to other people. Yeah, the the perfectly balanced diet and private schools that their children will experience have you know a thousand a times more, more to do yeah. with what they actually turn out to be as adults than I, I mean, like sure, selecting but, for embryos. But having the, these types of parents is uh, definitely a uh, uh, handicap so in its speak. own way. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny that people are so afraid of being accused of Nazism. <laughs> How weird! Uh, Why are people so afraid of that? That, that would be. Uh, uh, the Collinses. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one said that. Um, uh, when they're just improving their own embryos. 
Oh, that's uh, Simone. Um, after noting that her Jewish grandmother escaped Nazi-occupied France. I'm not eliminating people. I mean, I'm eliminating from my own genetic pool, but these are only Malcolm and me. I mean, and so, okay, so it, in a way, I, you know, I can see that logic. Yeah. I totally can. I think that if individual people want to, you know, exercise some control over what their kids are going to turn out like, the, the the extent to which that's different from just fucking parenting is, you know, maybe at some point we get to a place where it's like, th- that's similar to talking about GMOs, mm-hmm. that like, you know, it's it's not really that all that different. Mm-hmm. But the point is that this technology is... <laughs> No one else has access to this technology. Yeah, it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, and maybe all the talk about uh, demographic catastrophe, (laughs) maybe that's where the Nazi shit is coming from, is maybe the fact that you look around, you're like, oh, uh, 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 North America and Europe isn't having enough beautiful white babies. Yeah, that's... (laughs) And, and like, like maybe that's where people are getting the Nazi vibes from, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wanting your kid to turn out smart is not eugenic. Thinking that rich European, white European ancestry people should have the most kids because their kids are inherently better is eugenic. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot like um, in the uh, the Kim Stanley Robinson trilogy, Red Mars, Green Mars, and Blue Mars. Um, there's like this discovery once they get up like on Mars because of all of the radiation that's like fucking up their you know DNA. Uh, a gerontological a uh, treatment, which basically like repairs DNA and has the upshot of basically extending life mm-hmm. for like very very long periods of time, and that this uh, you know technology it has like is a double-edged sword you know like on one hand you if you could get people on mass to recognize the consequences of social behavior and like our civilization's like macro effects for longer than a typical lifetime then maybe you'd get people on mass to be more wise about like destroying the planet for example but at the same time um if it costs a lot of money and is literally just a thing to create like, you know, ever increasingly old capitalist vampires that then rule over the rest of the population of like plebs that are uh, thrown into a, uh, a lot of life that's like misery and short lived because they don't get access to the treatment, then everything gets like totally fucked up. And so like this kind of technology like is good in, in a huge way. It can alleviate a lot of suffering if it's like, you know for everyone (laughs) and isn't you know like being driven by these like you know fucking rapacious psychos yeah they don't want their brilliant little babies to like become the next you know like software engineers or like um just like no i don't know normal fucking people social workers yeah exactly um yeah public servants like they want them to be kings of the world yeah hence they name them octavian (laughs) and titan invictus (laughs) Yeah. Not exactly humble origins here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they, they've finally found the um, compassion gene, and they've completely eliminated it through yeah. CRISPR technology. That's <laughs> weak, weak Turns shit. out it's tied to the headache. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> I just... You, I, I'm, right trying, I'm trying to find different places to jump into this, and it just... I, reproductive health femtech market 
Whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. so. There's also a lot of like science around like trying to extend the the range of uh, of a, a a person's life at which they can become pregnant. Yeah, you know, wanting people to become pregnant at like fifty. Mm-hmm. One thing that they don't mention at all in the article is the fact that it's not the problem. Isn't just like whether or not your eggs are still dropping down the chute. Mm-hmm. It's like a fifty year old body does not snap back after pregnancy the way a 35-year-old body. Like, pregnancy is incredibly, incredibly hard on the body. Like, and it's not often talked about because there's, like, a social stigma around, like, for fear that women won't want to have kids if they actually learn how difficult it is on your body. Uh, For a 50-year-old person to give birth is, like, there's shit that's never, ever, ever going to be the same in a serious fucking way. If you give and eat people, even like cesarean sections, they are cutting through critical muscles in your body to get to your uterus. You are never going to be the same. And spray a little crisper on it. Spray a little (laughs) crisper. So that was one of the things about that, like femtech shit that bothered me was that like you can't just extend a, a person's fertility period. And, like, that's actually the problem. The real problem is that they can't get pregnant after menopause. That's not it. Yeah. It's also like, uh, uh, okay, now you're a 50-year-old with a tiny baby, and, like, that's also really uh, well, you're gonna uh, tired. Live, you're going to live to 200. Yeah. And yeah. you can pay people to yeah, take care yeah, of it. Yeah, you know that's the real thing. Yeah. Okay, so he- get ready for this shit. I don't know. I don't know if I can. <laughs> a lot of people assume that pronatalists want to ban abortion, but nearly all of the pronatalist supporters interviewed for this article identified themselves as pro-choice. Of course. They yeah, don't yeah, want the having babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. terminating, yeah. like, uh, fetuses or, or what embryos, like, left and right. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't yeah. want to. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, because in, in fact, IVF, which inevitably results in the destruction of fertilized embryos, could be under threat in strict anti-abortion societies. The Collins don't expect, or even want, everyone in low birth countries to suddenly start having seven or more children. Instead, they see themselves as part of an elite subset of people responsible for growing their broods to offset all the Americans who will choose not to. Yeah, they don't want stupid pores having multiple kids. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's counter to the project. Yeah. Like, it says in there how Elon Musk was, like, obsessed with Genghis Khan. Yeah. And the fact that, yeah. like, so much of the world's population has, you know, genetic, you know, whatever. Which, honestly, like, even that's been called into question. Like, yeah. the, the, the notion that that's actually true. But it, it's, they don't they're not worried about population collapse per se in the way that they say they are. At least I don't think that they are. I, I think that a lot of that is insincere um, and, and used as moral cover for what they're actually doing, which is um, feeling such an intense sense of superiority that they think that, you know, they're the, the best legacy for them is to have is to create as many little brilliant thems as possible. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> when fundraising still, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've, uh, I'm so glad that they this article reminded me of this. Um, you have to create cultures that reward. You have uh, and have structured. Um, oh, sorry. Um, there, start there. Um, I'm so glad this article uh, reminded me of uh, of this little venture. Uh, pronatalist pet issues include everything from increasing housing development to changing laws around car seat regulation. One study found that people would stop having children when they couldn't fit any more car seats in their vehicle. Uh, during the coronavirus pandemic, the Collinses <laughs> tried to raise money for a family-friendly startup town they called Project Eureka, when all community where all community rules would be ultimately set, all disputes resolved by the Collinses. 
Wow. Jesus Christ. When fundraising stalled, I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) They redirected their focus to the Collins Institute for the Gifted. What? Nobody wanted to live in the Collins Imperium. I don't get it. (laughs) Instead, they want to send their kids to the Institute for the Gifted, a specialized online lab school that is partnering with the Bari Weiss co-founded University of Austin. (laughs) And the Tealback. Oh, God. I'm so fucking happy that I'm reminded that that thing is still, I guess, at least in some, like, academic sense, still around. I just, that's so fucking funny to me. Just think about it. Jordan Peterson lecturing a bunch of three-year-olds on cleaning their room. (laughs) Your sister is a chaos dragon. Your mother is a chaos dragon. Your other teachers, if they're women, they're chaos dragons. <laughs> you're you're lucky enough to have been born at a time where all your headaches have been removed from you genetically. <laughs> but what you have to still fight are the headaches, the dual headaches of chaos and and a and a messy room. And, and, it, and of course, he's saying this while like in a bariatric chamber, just, sob- just <laughs> yeah, sobbing, just sobbing. Yeah, just like just it, sobbing, it, it yeah. sucks the tears out of out of his eyes. That's actually Barry Weiss is actually named after a bariatric chamber. It's uh, it's like <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I mean, I, I mean, this this article uh, goes on with like a bunch more freak shit that, like, uh, frankly, I I don't want to keep reading. So basically, this guy's Professor yeah. X. He's trying yeah. to build the X Men, um, starting with a uh, uh, instant for the gifted yeah uh of his mutant babies yeah. and inviting do you have to be genetically altered to get into this uh institute i mean the institute is an online like course thing. oh yeah it's like a it's, it's a grift it's okay. another it's another all grift right, all right, no the, 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 yeah no the only the here's the thing right this is the this is it is that all these people want to spend billions of dollars uh and are terrified of of things that are ultimately uh, resolvable not with a ton of money but with care right because like the thing that scares the shit out of them is this like inverted pyramid of like too many old people that can't be taken care of by like uh the the dwindling amount of like new uh younger people that are being born right and, and they're like okay the only thing we can do is just like churn out more kids that will like solve problems and create like robo nannies and also like no one will love me except for the people that feel biologically connected to me unless it's just like all of this is solved by a more caring society like all of their fears are 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 can be alleviated if we just made a more caring world i don't know that's like it's it. also not making the mistakes that their parents did to have eight fucking kids yeah I, then they're all they're always talking about this top heavy society with way more old people than young people guess what in two generations we can fix that by not all of us having more children than they can get to replace them well, well, but yeah, but then we won't have enough people to go to Elon Musk's like space colony on Mars, yeah, where we do the same fucking ore, thing yeah. over and over and over again. And I was just going to say uh, that the, the very people who are keeping our society from being more caring and like yeah. a wider social safety net and like better public services for everyone are these very fucking people that are yeah. like, no, 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 the cream is cream. And yeah. it's important, and it must rise to the top. Right. And if it rises to the top, it's proven that it's genetically superior. So therefore, it must dominate the genetic pool of the rest of the planet forever. Yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah, these people suck. And and they dress like fucking freaks. 
Hugo Boss. I don't know why everyone keeps calling me a Nazi. <laughs> Just because the Nazis dressed well doesn't mean I'm one of them. So one other thing I wanted. So uh, this morning over coffee, as I do, I read this and then I read another essay, another article. Chris, I think you posted this one about COP27. Yeah. And um, the uh, the sheep circle pit. And, well, and the sheep circle pit, <laughs> which I don't know if we'll get to. Hey, yeah, look, in not. China, a bunch of sheep have been moving in a circle for 12 days. Check it's it out, weird. people. It's weird as shit. Check, check it out. We'll do put the link research. in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but it's so a reading this other thing about COP27. Um, this is the climate, you know, the climate summit. Um that happened in Egypt cop. recently. Yeah, the only good cop. <laughs> it's not a good cop. It's still a bad cop. Yeah, it's a coalition it, of literally a cab. <laughs> um, Is but, that what cop stands for? Coalition of parties. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they just, you know, wrapped and they came up with this um, loss and damage fund in which wealthy nations that have really benefited from the extraction of resources and the burning of fossil fuels will give money to other nations that are going to be disproportionately affected by the climate change that is instigated by those wealthy nations' mm -hmm. behaviors. Mm -hmm. And several of the uh, participants in COP27 have admitted that this deal probably happened at the expense of actually reducing fossil fuel use and emissions over the course of the next three to five years, which everybody has been 2025, right? 2025 needs to be peak fossil fuel usage. And after that, everything has to go down for us to really avoid like the most Look, we've been doing this for fucking 20 years at this point, but we're really going to avoid the most catastrophic outcomes of climate change. We got to have peak 25. After that, everything needs to go down. They didn't get there. Um, and we're not even close. We're not even close. Yeah. We're nowhere near close. And so there was a lot of disappointment from, um, you know, representatives leaving this conference that they didn't get any significant reduction in usage. Instead, all they got was this loss and damage fund, which I don't mean to poo-poo it. It's it's, it's good. We step. should yeah. be giving we should be giving Micronesia and Indonesia and all these places that are going to see like significant loss of shoreline money. But here's the thing. If that isn't accompanied by a reduction in emissions, there's you know, they could drown with billions of dollars in cash. None of that's going to make a difference. This that, is, there's only so much you can buy your way out of this crisis. This is like an F. Scott Fitzgerald character, <laughs> novel character, like running over your kid with their like expensive car. <laughs> their Rolls Royce, yeah. you know, their, and then like throwing like 20 bucks on like the kid's corpse and be like, we're, we're cool. Right. <laughs> like, like, like that's, that's what that's this exactly is. What it, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what this is. is. Yeah. It's like a bunch of rich countries being like, okay, we're just going to keep doing this and keep killing, like just keep like the churning machine that just like feeds off of like brown children. And we're just gonna, we're going to keep running that thing. And, uh, and we'll, we'll give you 20 but bucks. We'll, yeah. But we're going to compensate you for it. it. And the cops are probably going to keep getting held in like these countries that I don't know if the word totalitarian applies to Egypt, but like it is extremely it's not democratic, <laughs> extremely anti-protest. Like the amount of violence that is done to people of political descent in modern day Egypt is immense and really, really bad. Uh, basically, you remember that whole, um, uh, Arab Spring thing oh, and yeah. uh, Tahrir Square. Yeah. Well, um, the inheritors of that, uh, you know, like uh, country uh, in terms of power, uh, put a real hard stop to that through the most brutal means possible. And uh, the amount of protests at this cop was like just humiliating. It was like 
14 teenagers in a space that was like the um what, what is it like free speech zone yeah, that right, we get yeah. in our cities sometimes depending on what you know yeah. g20 event is being thrown or whatever yeah a kettle where you're allowed to hold a sign and yeah. not scream too loud yeah and like i think all the cops are just going to be you know like the next one's going to be in like i don't fucking know the philippines or like you know right. i would say bolsonaro is brazil but he's out yeah thank god Yeah, I mean, just to quote from it quickly, despite having no agreement for tougher emissions reductions, we went with what the agreement was here. We went with what the agreement was here because we want to stand with the most vulnerable, said Germany's climate secretary, Jennifer Morgan, visibly upset. And this has been called like African cop um, because, you know, for one, it took place in Egypt, um, but also it because it had promised to highlight the plight of poor of the poorest countries facing the most severe consequences from global warming. You know, if you talk about like island nations, right, that's the obvious go to because of sea rise. We've been talking about sea rise for 30 years and ocean depletion for fisheries and stuff. But there are also places in Africa that are extremely inland that are going to experience just as dramatic climate mm-hmm. consequences that money can't if if all the water in your country dries up and goes away money is not really that useful or you can buy poland spring you can just buy poland spring yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you can buy money from nestle Full you price. can buy money you can buy water from nestle you can buy formula that requires water from nestle and i mean it's just it's really like such a perfect um manifestation of this like you know like short-termism that has plagued not just climate change every major social and economic and you know political issue that we that we face right now which is just like well what can we do to mitigate not even just the the effects of our behavior but how guilty we should feel about that behavior right yeah. very bleak shit yeah and this is also going to be uh it, it there's also going to be an increasing presence of like, you know, displaced agrarian and rural farm workers that like can no longer support the farms that they, that they once ran and are going to be moving into cities looking for work to send back to their family. A lot of internal migration to countries. Yeah. It's going to be like deeply destabilizing for cities that aren't expecting like this many people can't support them. And like, no, and yeah. And again, like money doesn't, it's a universal solvent, but it doesn't make water. You know, it just, it just doesn't. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I guess you could, like, put way more effort into desalinization technology, I guess, but, like... But it's so inefficient, and it's, it's so, really yeah. bad. It's environment. It's very environmentally yeah. harmful, yeah, like, because all that yeah. salt can't just go anywhere. Yeah. I got one word for y'all. Nanobots. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's going to solve everything. Yeah. So yeah. The nanobots will take the, wa- the salt right out. I thought you might expand on that, but... No. Nope. <laughs> Just, just uh, you know, like standard techno uh, utopian wish casting. Yeah, yeah sure. Like, we'll just send the salt into space. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Elon out there. Yeah, this a robot's gonna come in, like, boop, like grab a little salt particle. Yep. There you go. Put it, take it out. Put it right in your French fry. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a wildflower? Oh uh, yeah. yes. Indonesia is working to lessen ocean pollution by paying fishermen to collect trash from the sea. Oh, fuck yeah. This is cool. I think a lot of this is probably driven by the fact that, like, Indonesia relies on tourism yeah. in a great, in a you know, a great deal for mm-hmm. its, um, for better or for worse, for its economic um, 
needs, but nonetheless, they are going to put aside 1 billion rupiah, which is approximately $70,000, which doesn't sound like a lot to us, but is a lot for a nation like Indonesia and goes very far away when the standard of living is, you know, much less expensive than it is here. Um, So they're going to pay fishermen for any plastic trash that they pull out of the oceans. Their plan is to spend a billion dollars within the next three years to decrease the amount of plastic that enters the ocean from the country's shores by at least 70%. So they're not even just taking money out of the ocean, but they're also preventing their own trash from entering the ocean. Interesting. So this is going to give them approximately $10 a day uh, for trash collection, which is actually a little bit more than they would make if they were catching fish. So... This is not only like great, for, you know, a win for the environment and a win for their tourist tourism economy, but it's also a win for the fishermen who are doing work that's, you know, probably less dangerous and making more money doing it. So, and I would hope that, or I, I guess I would assume that, you know, like if you're a fisherman, you right, you have a problem of like getting a lot of trash in your net already. For sure. So, like now that trash is also money. Yeah. yeah so yeah, when you're yeah. you're pulling things out of the sea, you're yeah. pulling fish and trash. Now you can sell your fish and you know return your trash for. Um, and think, and think of all the micro business of like the fish trash sortation on boats. That's this is going to inspire. You right. know? Yeah. Anything that moves that side. Anything that doesn't that, that side. side. Yeah. The um. Uh, 95% of all fishing activities are small scale, according to the UK Pew Trust. Um, so, which means that all of these small fisheries aren't able to cover uh, costs of, the, like, if they were to implement other policies, like, uh, you know, fining or taxing for ocean pollution and stuff. So they, they can't cover a lot of that stuff because they're not bringing in enough money. But this... And enforce- bottom- enforcement would be... A huge pain. Was, well, you'd have to just enforce you. It would be a tax on every, yeah. you know, if you had a license to fish or if you had a license to sell at a market, you would have to pay a tax. That's how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I guess. I, yeah. I guess I, I'm just thinking like that because it's smaller fisheries. There's just like that many more people to manage. Sure. Makes sense. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's pretty cool. I think it's neat. Yeah. yeah. I saw it's another definitely th- step in the right direction. Yeah. I saw another thing I didn't prepare a uh, article for it, but I did see it on <laughs> maybe TikTok, which is, you know, that big like ocean trawler that deals with the great garbage <laughs> that deals with the great garbage patch in mm-hmm. the middle yeah, of yeah. the Pacific. Um, they have a new catchment system that is apparently a lot more efficient and reduces the amount of um, wildlife that they actually catch. And they believe that if they have 10 more ships uh, of similar capacity, then they can deal with the entire uh, great garbage patch within over the next like eight years. Oh, fuck yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, they're going to need a lot of funding to do it, but like it is still, as we get better at that kind of thing, um, the technology will become more efficient and cheaper. So. Well, we should just take Elon's money and give it to them and allow him not to be the CEO of that company under any circumstances. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. I haven't gotten around to editing the Ernie Lazar um, episode yet, and I apologize for that. But part two of uh, the Centralia tragedy is out for reaction. Part three will be out next week. Yeah. it's really good, and people have been really liking it, so I hope that you guys like it as well. I might throw part one into this feed this coming week, just for folks who haven't taken the time to go check it out yet, um, just so you can get a little taste. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I think that's all I got. Yep. I'm back on Instagram. 
just in case Twitter goes away. Uh, so if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's Brittany underscore, no, Brittany Gill underscore 1L. You can find it on the Ironweeds account, but I'm back to my, back on my posting shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Instagram sucks. Well, it's got the, such nice, pretty people and photos. Fucking, the fucking ads are terrible. The suggested posts are fucking awful. It's just, it's yeah. just bad. That's bad all around. But I'm there, along with all of you. Yep. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Ironweed Spot. And on Instagram. Ironweed Spot. And send us an email. Why don't you? At Ironweed Spot. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. 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 Peace. I uh, I don't really care uh, yeah, I don't, for agreeing with yeah. Elon Musk very much. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that feeling at all. I know, I know. Um, I have to pee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's how we do. That's how we do breaks now. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> that's all right. I could use another drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs>